Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Matt Baxendale in just a moment. Bax and myself and everybody else in Central Ohio, uh, we woke up to tornado sirens and alarms just before 5 a.m. this morning. So uh, I'm, I just hope everybody in Central Ohio is okay. Sounds like uh, the damage was mitigated, so that's good. Um, some uh, some talk there was a couple of touchdowns of tornadoes, but hopefully that was uh, exaggerated and hopefully everybody's okay. And we'll talk to Bax in just a moment. The crux of today's show is going to be talking about spring storylines. Uh, the Buckeyes are going to be kicking off spring ball very soon, and we're going to look at our uh, top spring storylines. I'm also very intrigued by the Justin Fields situation and the Caleb Williams situation. Those two things are intertwined. Uh, the Athletic posted a really interesting story today, uh, this morning. Hot off the press on Caleb Williams. I didn't realize how his dad was such a meddling father. Like, it's an extreme meddling father. We'll get into that. Um, before we do all that, um, Bax is going to jump on here shortly. He better do it quick or I'm not going to be able to put a smile on his face here with this joy mode ad. All right, I got to uh, bring you guys something from one of our great sponsors, Joy Mode. I think I speak for most men when I say we want to be at our best in the bedroom. The issue is that over-the-counter pills that help in that department contain unregulated chemicals, suggest unsafe doses, and include the risk of several other health problems. That's why we partnered with our friends o over at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy Mode makes all natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. Here are the game changers. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals. All ingredients have been studied and researched in humans. Humans, not aliens, humans. I don't know about you, but I never go back to prescription or over-the-counter drugs after trying Joy Mode. Small enough to fit in your wallet and take with you on the go. It's the perfect travel companion, as Matt Baxendale loves to say. Go use, go to usejoymode.com. Go to usejoymode.com slash bucknuts and get 20% off with code bucknuts at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping with code bucknuts at usejoymode.com slash bucknuts. Great sex solved naturally. All right. Do we have a Bax yet? We do have a Bax. Bax, I don't know if you caught any of that, but I love putting a smile on your face to start a uh, morning. Although it feels like late afternoon at this point for us, doesn't it? Was it yeah. Woken up at uh, right before 5 a.m. this morning with tornado sirens and alarms. Yeah, we, we didn't quite get as many of the tornadoes uh, up here in Lewis Center as you did down in Hilliard where roofs got blown off. But uh, I definitely was awake very early. And I was getting up anyways. I'd take my son to lacrosse and hop in the gym myself. So nothing like a good old early wake-up call on a Wednesday. I had a couple of very angry daughters here at the house. My wife's a teacher. She got a two-hour delay. Wife's happy about that. Daughters are just waiting for the two-hour delay. Not too far down the road here in Hilliard, there was a report of a, not of a touchdown of a tornado, but a roof getting blown off right in smack dab in the middle of Hilliard. Hilliard schools are like, nah, no two-hour delay for you. I tell you what, most schools are not on a two-hour delay, so it's not. I'm not throwing Hilliard under the bus, but uh, my daughters were not happy about that. All right, let's get into it. Main storylines for spring. I've got my number one. What's your number one? Oh, my number one? Who the heck's going to be a tackle? That's what I want to know. It's on my list. I mean, 
is Tegra going to be able to take that spot, or do we need to go back into the transfer portal and potentially go back after our buddy Ozzy up on Boston College again? To me, the left tackle position is probably the – both tackles, really, is really the most important thing for me. I mean, we can talk about, you know, a bunch of other things, but I think the tackle position is the number one thing on top of my head. And that's on my list. We'll get it. We'll delve more into that. I also am very interested in my number one is Will Linebacker. And I pause a little bit because right tackle is huge. I'm going Will Linebacker because this defense is just stacked and they seem pretty happy with uh, Cody Simon. So it's not like you're looking, they need two linebackers. I mean, James Laurinaitis couldn't talk enough, say enough nice things about Cody Simon. And um, yeah, I really think, um, you know, Will Linebacker. And is that going to be CJ Hicks? If they can, if CJ Hicks can leave spring, when they are, or at least James Laurinaitis, either publicly or privately, is thinking, I've got my Will linebacker. To me, that would be huge. Or if it's not CJ Hicks, I know they like Arvell Reese. I think Gabe Powers is going to be the backup to Cody Simon, but he also could move out there. Um, break down the Will. What do you think about the Will linebacker situation? You forgot to mention what are we doing with Sonny Styles, which is another giant wild card at this point. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's a big one right there. Thank you. Because um, he's going to be on the field. We just don't know where. So uh, I, I think the Will linebacker position is fascinating to me because I think we need somebody who can show up and, uh, you know, kind of what I always talk about in the spring with linebackers comes back to remembering the year Darren Lee just totally took the role over in spring. Um, it was before 2014. We hadn't seen a ton of them, and boom, it was obvious two weeks into the spring that Darren Lee was going to be the guy at that position. What you're looking for as a coach in this sort of spring role is for someone to come out and take that spot. So who's it going to be? Who's going to take the spot? Because as we saw last year in a couple of these different position battles, it's going to be a big question of, you know, how long does it play out? I mean, like with the McCord versus Brown battle at quarterback ran into the season because Ryan Day was like, which one do I start? Jeez. It's not like either one of them is going to be great. Um, I think right now you need one of these linebackers to show up and take that spot and grab the bull by the horns, whether that's Sonny Styles coming close to the line of scrimmage like we all think he probably needs to, whether that's you know having C.J. Hicks turn out to be that guy we've been waiting for. These are all different options that I think that could happen, but we just need to see it play out. So, yeah, I, I don't really have an idea of which way this is going to go, and I don't think the OSU staff does either, but I think one of these guys needs to come out and take that job. I want to get into this real quick. Call an audible here. We use a, a company called StreamYard to put all our, you know, to do our live broadcast, and they do a great job. We love being with StreamYard. That's this is why we're able to do the live broadcast simultaneously on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We have the live chat. But I tell you, I don't know if this is a mistake or if they are just or they are just like Singapore. They don't take any crap. One strike and you're out. Even if I accidentally ban somebody because there's like a Michigan troll in here or somebody's in here like spamming the thing. And, you know, I'm trying to do five things at once and I might accidentally ban somebody. Like apparently Jeff, I gave him a ban on um, YouTube accidentally and now he has to do it on Facebook. We've got my friend Lynn's Breezy who I, I accidentally banned her when I was trying to ban somebody. My point is there's no way to reverse the ban. Like we're used <laughs> to out bans on Bucknuts. We do it a, a lot because, you know, we we got a very big site. We've got a lot of emotional posters, as Dan Rubin likes to say. It's buck nuts, not buck rational observers. And uh, we have to lay the law down sometimes. But StreamYard does not let me. We got to we got to find out a way to get this reversed. We've got to find out a way to get Jeff and Lynn's Breezy reverse banned. And I apologize for that, but there's got to be a way to do it anyway. Banhammer Biddle out in force, man. I'm telling you, man. 
I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna get you guys taken care of eventually. I'm just glad at least you can, you know, watch the show and at least comment on Facebook or now X. You can also watch the show. You always have been able to watch the live show on X. You now, I say now, it's like been two months. You can comment on X. All right, I agree with. So next on my list was was right tackle. Now I'm hoping they can find a right tackle in the portal. Let's assume they don't. Mm-hmm. Josh Fryer, you know, maybe got a little better as the season went on. You could make the argument, okay, now in his second year, you know, he does have the size for it. He's got the long arms. Make the argument, okay, maybe give Fryer another chance there. There's been a lot of Luke Montgomery smoke. But is he 6'4"? Is that what you want out of your right tackle? He seems like more of a guard to me, but maybe he'd be a good fit. Tegra would be in the conversation. Um, that's definitely, a, you know, easily, as you, as you did make the argument, you easily could make the argument that's number one. Um, yeah, break down some of the personnel there and who you think might uh, come out of that job if they have to go in-house. I'd also add that the last time we saw the Ohio State offensive line, we changed one position around and it was a total train wreck. So uh, there's a question of how much of a house of cards in general that is right now. So to me, I think if you're the OSU coaching staff, the perfect scenario is, is that either Luke Montgomery or Tegra is able to like show up and like live up to the recruiting ranking. I mean, Tegra was a, a, a top 10 player on the offensive line coming out of high school in his year and you know last year they were like yeah he isn't ready well is this the year he's ready because if it's not this year then when is he gonna be ready I mean, he's been here now for a couple of years so that's one that you're like it when when do we get to the point where we say it's not gonna happen and as for luke montgomery even if he is six foot four yeah, instead of six six like you would ideally want in one of these tackle roles i'm not against the idea of you know running him out there if he's the best option this is a young guy who, from all uh, accounts, sounds like he did really well last year as a freshman. Uh, at the end of the day, if he's able to, to be the best guy, then that's fine. But, you know, I think that the big question really here is unless somebody comes and grabs the bull by the horns here, there is zero reason Ohio State should be staying out of the portal at this point. You know, and we all like to talk about big man Ozzy at Boston College right now. I'll take a two-time all-ACC, six-foot-eight tackle any day I can get him. But whether he's actually available is a whole different ballgame. But the the portal is going to be a big discussion point here because unless Ohio State feels strongly that the line is very good, I would almost say it needs them, they need to walk out of this going, the offensive line is way better than we thought it was. Then my big question, plain and simple, is it's no reason to get out of to not go into the portal. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get another guy? This is the only spot on the either side of the football to me that I think I have really any legitimate concerns because I think we're going to find a linebacker, Dave. The spot that I'm worried about next year, it's not quarterback, it's not wide receiver, it's not running back, it's not tight end, it's not anything on the defense. It's the offensive line. That's, That's a really good point. Big circle. That's the issue. If That's you want to win a really natty next point. year, they got to be natty level. If this was like – this was, we were having a debate right now or not really – I think you would have just won the debate there because I would have given it to you. Yeah, I had that. Now, I would have to flip it because you're right. The more I, I think about it, like, I'm confident they're going to find a Will linebacker. I can't because mm-hmm. if it's not C.J. Hicks, it's going to be Sonny Styles. If it's not Sonny Styles, not C.J. Hicks, it's going to be Arvell Reese. If none of those three can get it done, they're going to move. They're going to find a Will linebacker. Mm-hmm. They will. Are they going to definitely find a right tackle? And I don't think the right tackle um, – I don't think Ozzy. I don't think that, that crazy train's coming to Columbus because you know Bill O'Brien's going to do everything in his power to keep that big guy who has bought, who's dripping Boston College blood. 
um, you know, that young his man. His dad was there. Even his high yeah. school was Boston College Prep. Yeah, his late father was the guy carrying Doug Flutie, yeah. you know, down the field after Flutie's famous Hail Mary that stole the Heisman Trophy away from Keith Byers and made young me very upset. Keith Byers, I thought was going to win the Heisman that year. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting over it. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm getting over You're it. You're not over it. You've been talking about it for 15 years, Dave. It's been 40, it's been 40 <laughs> years, exactly. It was 1984. I'm over it. Uh, I was six years 15 old. 15 years with me, Bye. then. How's that sound? <laughs> when you're six years old and your favorite player doesn't win the Heisman, it's, it's brutal. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, you brought me around on that because – those were one and two, like very close anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. You win the debate. You win our high school debate here. Okay. Also, this is kind of cheating. The other thing I'm really looking forward to spring storylines. All things quarterback. I can't wait to see Will Howard. I'm looking forward to seeing Julian Sayan. I want to see how much, you know, Lincoln Keenholz and Devin Brown have improved. Although I think Devin Brown's probably gonna transfer after spring, just a guess. Air Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, but really curious to see Will Howard, how he, you know, is he the leader of men, as I've heard that he is. You know, what's his presence like? Obviously, what does he look like throwing the football? Um, Julian saying, same thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing Julian saying, and nothing against Aaron Nolan. I just, being honest, I'm more excited to see Julian saying. I just am. I'm just saying, I'm more excited about Julian saying. And I'm also excited, Bax, just to see all these transfers, seeing Caleb Downs in an Ohio State uniform, seeing him <laughs> out there in Ohio State gear when we got a chance to interview him. And he's such a great interview because he's just – so knowledgeable and intelligent and, and just gets it um, knows he's a superstar, but almost, but it's still humble. If that makes any sense. So I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see like some of the freshmen, like Jeremiah Smith. I'm getting jazzed just thinking about it, man. So that's, those are some of the other things, the quarterbacks and all the newcomers. Yeah. And I think the, you touched on it with Jeremiah Smith. It's going to be real interesting to see if, if he's as good as everybody says he is, because it's not easy to come to a place like Ohio State and as a freshman walk into that position at wide receiver. I mean, this is the preeminent wide receiver school in the country now. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about how good Carnell Tate looked last year and then he only got on the field a certain amount because there were so many good guys in front of him. You know, there's lots of talent that's older than Jeremiah Smith that were big time recruits on their own. And I think the consensus is everybody's like, well, this guy's going to waltz in and be immediately like maybe one of the best receivers in the country. So can he live up to that hype? That's going to be very fascinating to watch play out. Uh, I'm, I'm also interested to see Will Howard because, I, you know, let's face it, this is a one-year stopgap quarterback until these young five-star level guys, whether, you know, Aaron Nolan, Julian Sayan, I'm not throwing Keenholz uh, out of the mix yet at this point either. You know, the reality is um, those guys probably aren't going to be ready yet. And so this is the year that Howard sort of the Band-Aid to get to those guys. So is Howard – able to level up in a way because if you saw him at Kansas State he did not have the talent around him that he's going to have around him at Ohio State this year if he can manage the game appropriately and be a leader he doesn't have to be you know CJ Stroud he just has to be Craig Krenzel in a lot of ways just manage the game appropriately get the ball to your playmakers in space and don't make mistakes there's too much talent around him the defense is going to be too good so I'm interested to watch Will Howard a lot and by the way he can run so that's another fun component that we're going to have that we certainly didn't last year at quarterback. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of interesting stuff to watch play out there. And then I think the other thing, too, is, is I'm, I'm fascinated to see what does Chip Kelly bring to this offense? I mean, you know, he came in late here. But you know that this is going to be a guy who has a significant input on what the offense looks like. Now that we do have that running quarterback, you know, 
Are we going to get a little bit more of that early uh, 2010s, late aughts, uh, Oregon razzle-dazzle? I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens there. I love it. I mean, the Chip Kelly effect, because I think too many people, I know I've said this on the show before, I think too many people kind of think of the Chip Kelly, like almost like he's coming here as head coach. Not the Buckeye fans think he's coming here as head coach, but that's almost like the reaction you get. Like Chip Kelly is offensive coordinator after all of these years of being a head coach. I mean, now he gets to do what he loves to do, you know, and every, oh, he's taking a $4 million pay cut. He's got more money than he knows what to do with for the rest of his life. He's still making $2 million a year. He's, he's going to be okay. He's going to be able to put food on the table. Um, I think him coming here as an offensive coordinator is just such an underrated story, and it's going to be fascinating to see what tinkering, what adjustments he makes to this Ryan Day offense, which by no means is broke. Even with Kyle McCord at quarterback last year, like they were, you know, still – they were One good. of the top offenses. Yeah, so – and I'm really excited about this offense this year. I think Chip Kelly was a great hire. Go ahead. And, and it's an underrated thing, too. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Dave, because think about it. 15 years ago, Chip Kelly was the hottest head coach in college football, not named Urban Meyer. I mean, it's that simple. And then he went to the NFL, and he was successful. Um, you know, maybe not as successful as the Eagles fans would have liked. At first, then he was he went, successful, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was. was. out the door, very successful. And the only reason he left Oregon – was all that whole um, pay-for-play scandal stuff that he was trying to get out from, and he took the fall for the Oregon program, so the program would keep humming. Like people forget that, right? The sanctions that were everybody expected to pound Oregon got kind of lightened because everybody blamed Chip Kelly for it. Um, then he went to UCLA, and it didn't work out the way people think. But UCLA, I think, is a tougher job than most of us, you know, who are outside of the UCLA bubble would assume on the surface. They have the same issue Miami does without a stadium on campus. They're not really the biggest game in their own local area. You know, when Miami has to compete with Florida State and Florida and UCLA has to compete with USC, you know, the lack of facilities makes it harder there. So the fact that Chip Kelly made them respectable, which is more than they've largely been in the last 25 years, is not a, uh, a bad thing necessarily. I think people forget how elite Chip Kelly was at one point. I mean, at one point in time, this was this – was, a, a, a top five head coach in college football. This would be the equivalent of like Urban Meyer coming back to be like the offensive coordinator. Like it's it's the same sort of thing, right? Except Chip went off and had a different last little bit here. But Chip, I mean, this was a guy who took a, a team to a national title game. I mean, like let's not forget that. This well, is a big time guy more- that they brought in to be a coordinator. Sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah, I mean, I just as you were saying that, I was thinking that, or it'd be like if for some reason they didn't get Knowles a couple years ago when they had to get a good defensive coordinator. If it was like, uh, bring Mark D'Antonio back just as D coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, same thing. Same thing. Okay, I'm not saying Mark D'Antonio was on Chip Kelly's level as a head coach. I'm not saying that, but like, my gosh, that that would have been pretty nice. Although Knowles was a home run hire, I'm very happy with that. Yes, All right, agreed. I'm gonna let you guys know about. Our awesome sponsor, Nuts.com. So perfect. Buck Nuts, Nuts.com. And they're a fantastic company. My cabinet is is stocked with their stuff, although I might have to make another order because I'm starting to run out. Um, and they got a great deal for you guys. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, Nuts.com. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At Nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. 
I love a bunch of their products, like I've been telling you guys. I like the half pop popcorn. It's so unique. It's fantastic. The root beer barrels. I know Mrs. Sanchez disagrees with me on that. I, you know, reasonable minds can disagree. Um, I do like the root beer barrels. Um, their roasted almonds are fantastic. I, their roasted almonds are like a little bigger than the typical roasted almond. They're just fantastic. And they got a bunch more stuff. Like they said, it's like going to Willy Wonka's candy factory. Um, but it actually exists and you can get a good deal right now. Nuts.com is offering new is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash buck nuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash buck nuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash buck nuts. Bam. Tell you what, that is just, that's a marriage made in heaven. Buck nuts and nuts.com. All right. Now I didn't realize the athletic put out. I teased this a little bit at the start of the show. I've been fascinated by the whole Justin Fields. That's my guy. I love Justin Fields. That's our guy. That's our guy, right? Yeah. CT's our guy. Mm -hmm. Justin's our guy. I love Justin. And Justin was always like good to the media while he was here. I thought he was good to the fans. He's just a good dude. Um, and I want the best for him. And it's fascinating what the Bears – it's just fascinating. The whole thing's fascinating. That they're in the same position they were last year. They have the number one pick for the second straight year. Are they going to trade it? That was a great trade they made last year. They got a Hall of Picks, plus they got DJ yeah. Moore in that trade. Hello. And then I think a lot of people – I don't think. I know a lot of people have just assumed the Bears are going to trade field and take uh, Caleb Williams. That just makes too much sense. Well – there's more to it than that. The Athletic posted a really good piece this morning. I didn't realize Caleb Williams's dad was like, like, like what, what was a Levar Ball? Levar Ball. He's like Levar Ball, but maybe on steroids. Like, he's that much of a meddling father. Now, I will say this about Levar Ball: things worked out really well for him. He's like just kicking his feet up with those big baller brands and saying, "Look at this. My sons are multimillionaires." Like, Lonzo's hurt, but he still signed that second contract with the Bulls. I mean, these guys are going to be like. You know, maybe not quite billionaires, but you know, hundred millionaires, and you know, they're not so struggling. They're yeah. yeah, they're they're gonna yeah, they're gonna be probably like half billionaires. So my point is, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a meddling father, but it sounds like some people in the NFL are concerned about it. He was looking to hire an agent, Carl Williams is his name. Carl Williams again. I, I if you have a subscription to the Athletic, fresh off the press this morning, great story. Carl Williams Bax was actually going to agents. They ended up not hiring an agent, but he was going to agents trying to find an agent that could find a loophole around the rookie salary wage. So they didn't want Caleb to be locked into this four or five year contract and be underpaid for four to five. They wanted to find a loophole. And these guys were like, this is locked into the CBA. There's no loophole. Anyway, it's fascinating. There also was the comment last year that they shot down now and Colin Coward repeated it, that they said they didn't want to play in Chicago. So there's a lot of moving parts here. I tell you what, if I'm the Bears and I take Caleb Williams, I better be damn sure because this guy is not an inch over six feet tall. He makes most of his plays outside the pocket. He holds on to the ball too long. He doesn't make many throws from inside the pocket backs. I mean, even, even Mahomes will sit there and tear you apart from the pocket. Yeah, you, it's great to make plays outside the pocket. Um, got some knucklehead tendencies, painting his fingernails F Utah, but not putting F, putting F U C K. Utah on his fingernails in the Pac-12 championship game. You can't be a diva at quarterback. You can be a diva at wide receiver and corner. You can't be a diva at, at being an NFL franchise quarterback. You have to be a leader of men. 
I, I, okay, I, I've said a lot. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to find a resolution soon to this. They're either going to have to trade him or something's going to happen. We're going to know in the next few weeks, in my opinion. What do you think is going to happen, Bax? Well, what I think should happen is probably different from what will happen because you always bet on the stupidest outcome. It's a, a very easy way to go forward. I don't know why the Bears would give up on Justin Fields. He's been surrounded by monkey crap talent and a very insufficient coaching staff. And he's still doing all kinds of excellent stuff. Meanwhile, Caleb Williams is from Washington, D.C. And D.C. has the second overall pick. Why wouldn't you trade down, get a bunch of extra assets again, and then take Marvin? Uh, To me, this is like a no-brainer. And maybe that's what the Bears are doing. Maybe the Bears are being smart and building up that value left and right and you know, saying, yeah, we're considering trading Justin Fields. No, we really do want Caleb Williams just to get those extra assets, right? But to me, like, Caleb Williams is, is, is fine. He's going to be a decent NFL player. He doesn't strike me as, like, you know, the next Mahomes, right? But on the flip side of the coin, you have a good quarterback already in Justin Fields. Like, if the Bears actually want to get rid of him, uh, hello, Pittsburgh Steelers on the line. I'll take him immediately, right? I don't have yeah, any power I, I to make trades for the Steelers. Yeah. I want him right now. I no. want him right now. I know. Every Bengal fan who's also a Buckeye fan, and I bet Browns fans are the exact same way, are like, we saw that at one point that he might still be the betting favorite to be the Bears or excuse me, the betting favorite for Justin Fields to be the quarterback next year was the Steelers. Am I saying that yes. right? The Steelers, the Steelers were the yes. betting favorite to land Bear, to land Fields. And I saw Justin that. Justin Fields is so much better than game. Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett crap. sucks. You know, one sucks. of my, one of my terrible Buckeyes of all time is Cam Hayward. And I've told this story before, but probably not enough. The Sugar Bowl that didn't count. Trestle's last game. We didn't know it was his last game at the, at the time. Ryan Mallett blocked punts. Uh, Buckeyes was won. Born at halftime. Yep. First, yeah. First time the Buckeyes beat a uh, SEC team in a bowl game and it happened right there in their Sugar Bowl. Turns out four years later, that'd be an even better one, but I digress. The trainers told Cam Hayward not to play in that game. Keep in mind, he's a senior. It was his last game. He's got to get ready for the NFL. I believe it was a shoulder. You, you guys can look it up and, and tell me if I'm right or not, but it was a shoulder. And the trainers told him not to play. Cam Hayward said, buzz off, I'm playing. He played his butt off in that game, Luke Fickle style. Now, Luke had a, like a torn pec, which is still crazy. He played in the Rose Bowl. But I'm these guys that they don't care, man, they might say, oh, it's your last game. You got to take it easy. No, it's my last game in college. I'm going to go out there like balls to the wall. That's Cam Hayward. And, of course, he goes to the Steelers. Ryan Shazier was one of my favorite players. Of course, he goes to the Steelers. So I saw Justin Fields was the betting favorite to go to the Steelers. I about had a heart attack, Vax. I was super happy about it, let me tell you. We go from the worst quarterback in the the AFC North to the best one potentially like that. So, and by the way, if Browns fans are being honest, they would do anything to get out of that disaster Watson deal to try to get Justin Fields there too. Like, let's face it, there may be only the 10-ish teams in the league that have a clearly better quarterback situation than having Justin Fields come in for them. So if you're uh, – and Bobby McCormick, he is going to Pittsburgh. No. Um, but if you're the Bears, like if I'm the GM of the Bears, right – why would I ever get rid of Fields to just draft another quarterback? His dad aside, right? I'm not worried about his dad at this point because let's face it, at the end of the day, his dad's not necessarily wrong on some of the things the athletic article talked about. Why have an agent for uh, a draft pick? Because at the end of the day, you're locked into a, a tiered system regardless. That's the, true. At the end of the day, yeah. you, you, you've got – all they're doing is propagating a system where those agents take some of your money. So why give them whatever their, their VIG is on it, right? I'm not giving right. them 10% to sign a cookie cutter contract. 
Uh, this is a guy who made s- supposedly like $10 million in NIL money in college. So it's not like he's sitting there going, oh, boy, I can't wait to get paid. Look, the guy's rich. Like This isn't a thing. They have a whole business team already for him. So I don't actually think the dad is anything abnormal at this point. But I don't think Caleb Williams, the player, is a real significant upgrade over Justin Fields. Particularly, we can just keep Justin Fields and go ahead and, you know, get a bunch of more assets from the commanders to drop one spot and still get Marvin Harrison Jr., who's the guy you actually need to get to help Justin Fields not have all the issues he does with maybe like one or two functional receivers and a line that can't block anything to save his life. To me, it's like lean into Fields and help him. That's exactly what I do. And, you know, people talk about rookie contracts, and I get that. But, like, Fields still has two years left on his rookie contract. If you keep him, obviously you're going to pick up the fifth-year option. And then if you want to extend him after this year, Fields is not going to be a guy that's going to break the bank like a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or some of these guys, these young quarterbacks that are, you know, Jalen Hurts that have signed these massive deals. Um, Josh Allen, you know, I mean, Mahomes is in a league by himself. But, you know, some of these guys that have – you know, Burrow's a great example – so you can then, my point is you can then re-sign fields for a reasonable amount and not kill yourself with the cap. And the NFL cap, we knew it was going to go up. It went up exponentially more than people expected. Yeah. So I put weapons around fields and I roll with him unless you're absolutely sure. And maybe like they'll trade with, you know, with Washington, with, as you said, Williams being from Washington, and then they'll just move back one and take Marvin. Or maybe they like Jaden Daniels or, you know, they like Drake May. Who knows what they're going to do? It's fascinating, though. It's or fascinating. Maybe they'll take a tackle so that Justin isn't getting killed every time. I mean, and the other thing, too, is if you look at his numbers over the course of his three years, they've only gotten better in almost every respect, right? And the Bears have won more games every year with him in charge, despite the fact the roster really isn't any better around him. His completion percentage has gone up every year. His total yards passing has gone up every year. Um, you know, his interceptions have dropped. They had the lowest number of interceptions last year. Uh, the end of the day, and by the way, last year he they they all said he ran too much his second season. Last year he attempted way more passes and ran less, and still was a really big running threat for running for like six or seven hundred yards. He's one of the top running quarterbacks in the entire NFL. So to me, why would you want to deal with any of the Caleb Williams stuff that I don't think he's materially better than Fields uh, versus just sticking with your guy who, like you said, isn't going to break the bank. By the way, a guy who works his butt off and is as good of a kid as there is out there and just needs weapons around him or the ability to not get plastered when he drops back and goes one, two shit run, right? Like that's the problem he's ran into in Chicago. You can get so many more assets to build a great team around him, trade down one spot and take Marvin or an offensive lineman. It's a no brainer, but if they're that dumb, I hope the Steelers are waiting on line one to get him. Bax, you're just bringing in the money. Mike on YouTube. I subscribe to Bucknuts because of Bax. I love that. It's because he's got the dead Schembleckers as his avatar. I love that. Well, that what, That's I mean, just that's good fan- stuff right there. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I tell you what's fantastic is Bax and all of our listeners, viewers. I appreciate you, Bax. Long show here. Had a lot of viewers in our live feed here. Really appreciate uh, everybody for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And Central Ohio, hope everybody stayed safe. All right, have a good one, Bucknutters. Go Buck.
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. 